try it out. Maybe I'm full of shit. You don't know. I was wrong about eight ball. I don't like it, and you love it. So, uh, no, I think we were right about eight ball. <laughs> this show is not for the easily offended. So, if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Welcome back, listeners! Yes, any comic noise rolling into the new year with episode 525. We're in for a treat today with our two Canadian hosts balancing out me, Andrew the Alley Rabbit, Los Angeles. We have north of the Arctic Circle from the Icebox, Kevin, WRX Kev. What's up, Whirlwind? What's going on? Live and on tape. I'm from the nation's capital, from the fully fortified otter's den. It's Phil the Otto Otter. Say hi, Phil. I can promise you guys today I am not shaving my balls while we talk. Wait, what was that? What? <laughs> Let's go. Let's do this. And you didn't do a warning noise. at the start, so I'm going to say all kinds of bad things today, Andrew. Uh, that's fine. We We listeners... New and old have heard our disclaimer we put in front of every show, which lets people know that they got to be braced for potentially jarring topics. But I always say we never say anything controversial. And then Kevin says something bad, usually. Yeah, no, we save all the controversial stuff for the every second week now where there's only two of us. <laughs> yeah, we're not keeping that schedule up, by the way. That thing's going to kill me. But. <laughs> You I mean, you don't have to edit those episodes. You oh, I do. For that. <laughs> I definitely. Those are the ones I, I have to extra edit, Kevin. <laughs> um, where uh, you can find old episodes and show notes at indiecombooknoise.com. Also, find the show on social media. We're part of the Deliberate Noise Network, where you can see all kind see. <laughs> I think they're all audio podcasts, but an awesome collection of audio podcasts. Check them out. All the topics you'd want to know right there. Are there any popular YouTube channels that are just audio podcasts? There are. I'm, I imagine. Yeah, there are. There's one I just started listening to this about people whose family have been broken up over QAnon. Really? And they, I think for most places, it's simulcasting. Yeah, like... Yeah, any any podcast I know that's like went to YouTube, like ninety nine percent of the time, it's like there's a video component now, even if they're just there nodding their head. No, these are all, and I believe also Skeptoid. I don't think they always put them up, but when they were putting them up, and I mean they have an image, but it's not moving or like it just they put. Yeah, there's something on the screen, but it's not like it interacts with the audio. So those are two examples right there but i think both of those started somewhere else and they're just also having a youtube stream because why not youtube's free i think i don't know maybe you gotta i I think youtube's free well don't Um, they make money off of you rather than the other way around well i know you can make ad revenue too if you have lots of people theoretically 
I mean, this show is ad free, listeners. We're not we're not for sale. That's very unless unless someone wants us. I mean, if bad idea <laughs> said right. here's a lot of money, promote bad idea. I'm not saying we would say no. I think we'd say no. Wouldn't we say no? <laughs> well, the indie thing would be to say no, but sometimes we sell out and talk about Marvel and DC, so I feel like we'd sell out. I mean, I think the indie thing is to sell out just as much as it is to it's not true. sell out. So. You got a good point. We're selling out. I mean, it'd be our own version of the Kirkman Manifesto wasn't, you know, give your stuff away for free, as near as I can tell. But <laughs> No, I thought it was become a founder of a company that's just supposed to help other creators and then, um, you know, get your own company and then get people to give you money and make that company successful. But then we'd have to do one once a week at least, so. I know. That's a lot of editing for Andrew. He can take that. No, I can't. Well, he could have, depending upon how it goes, he can hire someone to edit it. No, that's, you're not taking out of my cut. (laughs) Uh, So basically the show is we just kind of hang out, chat about books. Sometimes books we've some more than one of us has read. We also have segments about news or other related media <gasps> connected to it. Like today we have news, right? Yes. Yes, of course yes. we do, Phil. It's our it's our segment for this year where we tell you a news story. Excellent. <laughs> well, I have some sort of minor news. I felt bad about, you know, we were talking about IDW. So mm-hmm. I did read those books and I'm going to cover that. Oh, we talked okay. about how IDW is weirdly, they're like licensed titles they promote, but mm-hmm. their indie titles aren't on any of the emails or anything. So, although if you buy them, at least the one I have, they do have a nice spread inside where they advertise some of the other ones. But I was just kind of like, why aren't they putting, doesn't this stuff need more promotion than like the Star Trek, My Little Pony? Like, don't those fans know that stuff already? Yeah, but and maybe those licenses cost money, so they got to make sure it sells. As opposed to Possibly, these yeah. kind of, you know, the 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 ones, well, you know, the indie. They've given up on those ones. That's well, why they I have more than I thought. Things. Like I said, it's only when I was yeah. buying them, and I see, oh, inside the, these ones they advertise. But it, last I checked, like, emails are free. <laughs> it's not like it costs them mm-hmm. yeah, extra to also everything. promote these titles. Well, they don't want you to get bored if you're if it's a long email. You know, maybe someone stops halfway through, so they're like, "Oh, we can only put three titles here." Well, they also don't special. Is there that much crossover between My Little Pony and Star Trek or whatever? Like, they really don't know. They haven't done that crossover though. But yeah, so the first one had a nice little double page with featuring six of these IDW original. So I'm going to talk about one of those. So IDW is there, but. Come on, man. Promote your stuff. These are good books. Otherwise, some of us think you're well, dying. <laughs> how does a company like that promote these days, though? Like besides well, I'm email. On, because I've bought stuff from their website. They do some pretty good mm-hmm. Nick and Dent type sales or inventory blowout mm-hmm. sales. So I like to be on the mailing list about once or twice a year. I've talked about those Art of the Hildebrand books and all that. Those are all from the sales. Yeah. So it's worth it. I mean, i got to put up with... Hey, we got a new Star Trek My Little Pony book out 
separate. You're right. They don't yeah. combine those yet, Kevin. If they're going to stick with the license stuff, though, I wish kind of they would start fresh with new licenses, maybe at least. I think the Star Trek's pretty new, right, Kevin? How long? 400 have they issues. Oh, really? I thought that was new. Shows you what I know. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a Star Trek guy, but they were. Pro- mm-hmm. The last one I got promoted Sonic the Hedgehog. Who's heard of that? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, another license no one knows about. Nope. They did promote one random book, Ashes, by Alvaro Ortiz, which looks like one of them fancy graphic novels Okay. for, like, adult types. And those were so the three porn? books they were featuring in this thing. Oh, and at the bottom, they had uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, they already promoted Sonic up here. Why are they promoting it down there? <laughs> oh, they are continuing the Saturday Morning Adventures line with a D&D adaption. I bought oh, right. the G.I. Joe one. Yeah, uh, and I the like Turtles that. one. The D&D cartoon was fun. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. The I loved it. Yeah, I used to love it. The little Dungeon Master guy and all that. Yeah. So. And they, got, they went through a portal in the carnival, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I'm yeah. wondering if they had that on Fox Kids during the 90s for some odd weekend. No, we had it in Canada, but it wasn't Fox Kids. Yeah, because I'm thinking, I don't know where... It was, I, forget I don't remember it being it easily on. available. No, I'm it was not very sure. easily available, because I watched every episode and reruns. Oh. Yeah, I'm not it was sure huge. if it's a Providence Phil, if it's mm-hmm. uh, illegal or nothing, so don't yell at me. But mm-hmm. YouTube had at least a partial cast or a different cast reading the finale that never aired if you okay, well, if you're interested in that yeah isn't that in the comic series though the new one i thought that... maybe it is. i don't know what the comic's yeah. covering but i was just like okay. oh that was when i heard about it i was like oh that's kind of yeah. cool like if you i don't remember the cartoon enough to remember that it ended on a cliffhanger but i guess i don't either yeah wrapped it up in a way and i'm like oh that's kind of cool they got a chance to release it in some form or another mm-hmm. i don't even know if it holds up because i haven't seen it since it aired but... neither have i so i also yeah. have i've found generally speaking when i go back to those old cartoons they're pretty rough it's, well i don't know some of them are, can turn out okay i find because i yeah, liked I thought... uh, mask and that was not no. good no see yeah, yeah. i like gi joe Transformers. That's also a given. Transformers, people said, was way worse than it actually was. But I, I like the I, I like the Transformers, that. the movie though, the cartoon one. Yeah, yeah, that I was enjoyed. fun. I mean, but that was buoyed by Orson Welles. Yeah, his final movie performance. So, I mean, you get a great one of the all-time greats, the man who directed arguably the greatest movie in cinema history. I mean, that's going to raise up mm-hmm. your cartoon robot movie. But, I mean, some things do hold up. I haven't seen it in a while, but I'll go to my grave believing that Rocket Robin Hood is probably still pretty awesome. Well, anything Ooh. old like that is <laughs> very relaxing to fall asleep to, so that kind of stuff, uh, that, that's, well, I'll, like, I'll watch that kind of stuff to go to Kevin, did you sometimes. oof Rocket Robin Hood? Isn't that a Canadian yeah, I can, product? I, I can never watch that when they re-ran what? it here. But instead, I just watched the 60s Spider-Man cartoon. Because really, what's the difference? They're almost not. Uh, <laughs> they use the same backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, but the Rocket Robin Hood had a better theme song, did it, it not? Did. You know you have to play yeah. it on the show now, right? 
Well, yeah, I was announcing gonna, me at the end of the show. It's yeah. taking all I can do just not to sing it, Phil. Okay. I would Let's rather have that that guy from that cartoon where he's like, "Welcome, Spider-Man." To Dementia 5! I would and rather I, that guy be at the end. And I feel like, uh, you know, like Rocky and Bullwinkle, those might hold up a bit. Oh, those definitely hold up. Yeah, they're kind yeah, of relaxed. I those. But I meant more like the ones of the 80s that have a lot of fans. Yeah, I'm trying to People think. talk about, and every time I've gone back mm-hmm. to that well, I'm always, boy, there's a lot of filler in there. You yeah, know, like, like Chuck Norris and his... Something? I think that's more like the 70s. I think you're just picking bad cartoons, man. Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris and the Karate Commandos. People love yeah. that. Pole what? position. No, I've never I've even never heard, heard of that. that. You've never heard of Chuck Norris? I've heard of Chuck Norris, but in the Captain Commandos or whatever you said? Karate yeah, Commandos. They, they Steve Ditko the did the comic book. Yeah, no. there's ads in the comic books, too. Whoa. I'm sure of it. Kevin, in his hatred of Steve Ditko, coming out. <laughs> one of the Steve Ditko number ones I was able to afford. <laughs> you have it graded 9.8? <laughs> no, I have it raw. I have the one I bought as a whatever age I was when it came out. I saved it. I knew that one was going to be worth all the marbles. But yeah, I just haven't had... I'm sure there are some... I mean, I was never really a He-Man guy, so that doesn't really count. Oh, He-Man I watched maybe it was like 10 or so years ago. That held up for me. Yeah, I never sheep. liked it originally, so I yeah. don't think it would work for me. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Sometimes I think that's like a stuff of a time and a place, and I've moved mm-hmm. on. I don't know. Did you know that Amazon announced that Witch's Image Comics series uh, is getting an animated series? Oh, yeah. Well, the uh, anthology story of it got me excited for the property again. Huh. So I'm. I was hoping for a comic, so I'd probably check that uh, uh, cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Suck. I like. I like the Invincible one. I like to see more cartoons. Yeah, and and which I think that could be a fun story as long like, I think adults could get into that one. I mean, we'll see how. I mean, sometimes they ch- that. The Usagi one that's now Space Rabbit, that got changed quite a bit, but I still like that. So, I mean, that's Netflix, not Amazon, but mm-hmm. they're all owned by the same three guys, right? Probably. The big three? All right. I know Pluto is supposed to be coming out on Netflix this year, too, and I'm like, oh, this better be good. Because, because I, you know what wasn't super great? The Genji Ito uh, Master of Horror Mayhem, or whatever they call it. I mean, I don't know what the, what they're thinking. Like, if these are actual stories, I don't. I, I kind of question some of their story selections or the way they did it. Because I always think of something super creepy, and then I watch the first episode, and I'm like, this is not creepy at all. Like, isn't that what you want? That like that's that's the best showcase. They're like, oh, Americans like exorcisms or some some kind of thing like that so let's this make this is the first episode i'm like this is the least creepy edo thing i've ever seen i don't know i started looking for the for the creepiest thing i could find at some point not the eeriest thing you could find kevin <laughs> or maybe the eerie that would be good too look at me working in old comic book so references I- 
Erie, Eriana. Remember that show? No. Was that related to the EC Comics? I'm thinking probably not. It was kind of like a kid's version of, of those things. Where they were in a, like a creepy, eerie town where weird things happened. <laughs> You're not very convinced. I believe you. I believe that you watched a cartoon for kids. I, it was the it was live action, this one. Yeah, sure. Oh, Erie, Indiana? <laughs> Is that what you were talking about? I heard Erie. That show holds up big time. <laughs> it wasn't a Goosebumps show as far as I know. But for the Edo thing, after I was disappointed, or I was just a little weird but not exactly creepy, I, I, the next show I, I picked was like the next episode was, was the one that seemed to have the name of one of the... Um, a graphic novel or just a short story? I don't know. I remember the name from somewhere. I think Dark Horse put it out at some point. And I was just like, okay, this one's got to be the, the creepiest ones or more in the realm. And it was it was all right. I mean, it was probably the creepiest I've seen so far. But it doesn't really make me want to go back and, like, finish the... It's not like you, can, you have to watch them in order or anything. Like, they're just sort of shorts. I mean, the voices, I guess, they're all right. I don't know. Well, not the best showcase. I don't know if it's like if if it you have to control the pacing and watch it. You like when you're when you're reading something. I I don't know what it is. Hey, adaptions are hard. I mean, how they many are. things? Like it, we can all think of things that more failed than worked. I think that's why. Yeah. At least for me, many of the adaptions I've liked the most are the ones that are somewhat least related in a way or they don't they're not trying to tell the exact same story as long as they don't take out the important elements you know but i mean you can't just like put what's on the page on the screen i feel like it usually doesn't no no but i mean like for superhero for example like you don't want to change their powers or costume maybe you know but right right but you don't want to have just Oh, this was a popular two issues. We're just going to tell yeah. that sort of thing. It always feels, at least to me, flat. Like, I'm like, try. I feel like sometimes... recent times they take a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Like, they make it their own thing. They're not just directly telling the, okay, but here's I think the story. The problem is a lot of times they'll take a storyline, but then they it's like they take the best parts out and they use the shitty stuff, I find. <laughs> I'm, I've seen I that before. prefer them making decisions than just trying to I think I've talked about like the Sin City it's fine but just at the end I'm like why did I like this doesn't feel like it's I think I'd rather have just read the comic book like I feel like it gives me nothing new I never read Sin City before so I but I'm not big on the movies either but that means I probably enjoyed them a bit more than you anyway yeah I mean I don't hate the movies like they're fine Mm -hmm. they're good performances but I just feel like what why didn't i just read the like the comic would have the comics better that's why i don't watch all those anime or whatever because yeah i I prefer it that way sometimes it's it's a little too close well no because it's usually exactly isn't it like a lot of it i wouldn't say it's all like exact some of the stuff is like a novelty like i think sin city is kind of a novelty thing like i've only seen the first Mm -hmm. movie yeah, I don't know how many if I've seen them all either. 
or two or three or I think two. I think yeah, I don't know. I I just was like I like the. I mean, and that's the other thing is it's not like I'm the biggest Sin City. I like the books mm-hmm. and I read them. I think they're really well executed. I just it felt like one of those. I don't know why. I mean, I know why you make it. It makes a lot of money, but why you would not try and do something kind of different with it? Well, I think they I were just the concentrating on how it looked more than anything, right? Yeah, but I thought he like he didn't want it made unless it was exactly the same anyway. So you're kind of stuck. Oh yeah, that's true, eh? Cause, like, yeah, because he was like, "Oh, Hollywood's gonna screw this up." And I, I mean, after his experiences in Hollywood, like I don't, I don't blame him. But you know, you know, I, I get wanting that. I don't know. I just feel like if you want to adapt it, they're both different mediums and if you just use one it's same like those they have animated movies where they just take stills from the movie and make a graphic novel out of them i think those (laughs) are pointless too like i don't get the yeah well they're they're definitely faithful i mean but that direct thing it's like why this seems like just a worse at least if you're making decisions and making changes you're like oh this is a film or a comic so we should lean into those things that those mediums do better. But I feel as like threatened... Super Steve would have jumped in here and we would have talked about going to the theater and the old things, the old adaptions being like the videotape and all that stuff. Well, sadly, Super Steve is not here. He is off battling ghosts because he told me in strict confidence that he ain't afraid of no ghosts. As I threatened, but, I am going to talk about my comic. I want to talk about Dead Seas. This is from is the... Seas or Seas? Seas, S-E-A-S. What okay. is Dead Sea? The thing full of water, but plural, Phil. Okay. Yeah. This is part of the IDW original line, which I guess is their real comics. Yeah, I said it. I want all real. the Sonic fans to come at me. Real this is Kavan Scott and Nick Brokenshire. I like what drew me to this was Nick Brokenshire. Yeah, hey, he's good. I think Scott, I guess, from looking, did a bunch of Star Wars comics? Question mark? I mean, that's what uh, they say. But that was his... He's done other stuff, but I guess his most yeah. recent claim to fame. I gotta say, the team... I don't know how many issues this is. Let's assume it's four to five, I think is probably going to be a safe bet. I have the first two. I don't know. You know, there's uh, this feels like it's set up to be a limited number to begin with. And I just feel like the way they're paying the story out is perfect. I'm going to try and give out... It just has enough twists and turns. Plus, and maybe it's because I read two issues, but I felt like there was a good amount of story going on. I don't know. I was happy. It just... I saw one and then got it, and then by the time... I was getting to it. The second one was out. Better than me. Sometimes a series is like 12 issues, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll get around to reading the first issue. Why did I order all 12? Yeah, so I think I had the first issue, but not read it when I bought the second one. But maybe I had just read it. No, I think I read them together. So we're going to say that had the benefit of providing a lot of story, but I feel like the pacing is good, so... The other thing they do is they get in and out. Like, we set up the world. Okay, the big difference is, three years ago, suddenly the world was invaded by ghosts. Like, the dead just started returning. 
and it's done in a pretty creepy panel and the ghosts are like a translucent green with distorted facial mm-hmm. features and everything like it's pretty pretty cool looking creepy ghosts like those Lord of the Rings ghosts yes but even more distorted but that okay. kind of color but imagine like a lot more like scaled bones and like long jaws that are impossibly long and a little bit of that and so I liked it that's just two pages and then bam we're writing the story so we're gonna follow like a <laughs> low level criminal and, and they set that out so he's just like kind of a, a little bit of a con man type but enough to be still sympathetic it reminds me of a lot of movies I used to watch where it'd be some guy who's in prison you know but he's not that bad a guy but you put him in prison because then he's around other some are good and some are bad and it's just an intense atmosphere to have your hero mm-hmm. in you just can't make it that he's in there for like you know something really awful or whatever it has to be something relatively minor so you can still root for him and we see he is being sent off to a prison ship and I oh I gotta say Broken Shire does a really great job there's a lot of buildings the ship helicopters tech and everything that is rendered quite effectively like just the right amount of detail really solid really really good but then I feel like the faces are a bit more expressive and a bit less tied to reality but that's good because it gives them characterization and it's a lot of guys in orange jumpsuits so you need to I like having a little bit of expression in there you know what I mean like imagine drawing a panel with like 10 dudes in orange jumpsuits you need to be able to follow the guy you know the different heroes and villains and all that so one guy has a scar one guy has a mustache yeah one guy's bald no they, yeah. they have some of that but i feel like they get a little bit more so the the hook is these ghosts give off this ectoplasm that's very valuable and they can't cross water so they load these uh boats up with ghosts and prisoners and you get time off your sentence for collecting the ectoplasm sounds like they need luigi yeah so it feels kind of like an alien type movie you know like a lot of working class kind of not i mean there are the high scientists and the administrators running the place but there's also it's going to be told from the prisoner and the guards level and so our new guy gets put in and basically everything's a lot worse than you thought these ghosts are not harmless at all like the prison this duty really breaks you the long time guy that's almost you know he's only got one week left like he is completely gone like he talks Mm -hmm. kind of out there to himself and he ends up you know deciding to finish his term by going over into the cold ocean rather than he can't take it anymore so basically you find all these machinations then there's some prisoners that are that try and escape and our guy foils that escape and then the family that owns the ship the daughter shows up but it turns out she's a straight like every like i said every few pages there's a fun twist but you can see they're setting up like the ship location means basically you're in a locked box i mean people can come via helicopter or whatever but it's not like you can really run away and the amount of resurfacing resurfacing the amount of resupplying of people is going to be limited 
So it turns out that one of the guards had a deal with a pirate to sneak aboard so the pirates could steal the super ectoplasm. So he's on the take. You know, the crooked prison guard, the, the pirates, the administrators who are lying about how dangerous the job is. It just has all these classic action movie elements. Plus, you the know, these the creepy cake. ghosts. So, it, uh, you know, our, how's our hero going to get out of this? As it, like I said, each issue rightly elevates the tensions. And if you like Nick Brokenshire's art, you know, he's done a lot of stuff. You'll be pleased with that. And I feel the story's paid out. This uh, Scott guy seems to know how to give you just enough to keep you going. And adding the different layers. I'm just, what I don't know is how many issues it is. They don't but tell I'm also you? also fine with that. Not not on the... It's well, not like the old days when it used to be issue one of five yeah, or whatever. Do you need to see how many issues it is, though? That's what I was wondering. I'm like, I think in some yeah. ways, maybe you know, getting the story probably, this way is better. Yeah, yeah, and plus, you know, if it is a mini, you, you can kind of guess what it's going to be anyway. And But I, I don't know. I don't think you need to know no. anymore, you know? I just meant more for the listeners, like like if they want to know. Unless it's part of, oh, okay, because unless if it's part of, like, a a Marvel or DC crossover, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I did get the, for the first one, I got the Nick Broken chair. The second one, I got the Mm. Aereo Anadido cover. I mean, I just thought it looked cool. I think Mm -hmm. it was the same. I don't think I paid any extra or whatever, but, you know, sometimes when they're on the shelf, it's kind of fun to flip through and... And uh, they had three covers. So I was like, well, that's pretty cool. They, you know, getting three covers out of it. But yeah, I was I was pleased with it. I liked it. Excited to get more. And also excited mm-hmm. that IDW has this whole line. And how come they're not promoting it more, as we said earlier? Yeah. Uh, good question. They don't even usually have cover images in the catalog anymore. Whoa. That's not good. Well, I guess. The, I know. I don't know well, if the know, cover would like sell this. out of the front. I mean, I mean, cover one, it has a cool, like, aquatic background, but then it's like kind of head shots and busts of the characters, and because you don't know mm-hmm. who they are, like, maybe it's not as eye-catching or whatever. I mean, I yeah. like it, but it's not Was like Was that it's, the only cover? That, that's the only cover I saw when I bought it, okay. but it came with that Ario Anadito did another cover for that one. Mm-hmm. Kelly Jones did a cover, and then there was some... That trick where they just flip the colors a bit. Oh, I hate which when they I do count, stuff like which that. I guess is a variant, but I don't really count it. If it's the mm-hmm. same art, but like it's black and yeah, white, or they stupid. change the background, okay. like that's the kind of variant collector that mercifully I'm not. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel bad for those people. I'm like, if you got to run down every little like subtle change to the well, thing, black and white, I can understand being appealing. Yeah, oh, and you should get the one you like, but I meant more for those people that want to get every single one. It yeah, feels like, well, who does that? There can't be people that do that. Like trying to go get the one that's, uh, you know, just a slightly different color because it's a online jobber thing. But hey, you know, if that helps the company and uh customer's happy, who am I to tell them what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just some idiot buying children's pamphlets as well, so... Lord knows I don't got no taste. Well, as long as you're not buying Power Fantasy comics. I don't know that company. Who are they? 
Let me guess. It's spelled fantasy. is spelled with a ph. It's sort yeah. of like the Pink Panther. We don't talk about him. Dead Seas one and two. Um, I'm hoping I'm able to find the rest of the issues <laughs> as they come out. But these are recent. The inside indicia is December and January. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that you know. I also don't know what I, the other nice thing. Sometimes I don't know if IDW does this, but. I know some companies, if you're a limited series, they make you have them all done or mostly done yeah. so they can not yeah. miss deadlines. I if it's just a miniseries, smart. they should have it all done, you know? Like, that's how it yeah. should be. Oh, Phil, Especially I thought you were a fan of Classic Image. years between your series. Of what? I thought you were a fan of Classic Image, and now you're like, oh, I want the issues to all come out. What that's kind of fan no, of image. Classic Image comics no, says that? Image, image gets a pass for me. Okay. Because I'm like, I got you'll have to turn spot. in your Rob Liefeld fan card if you suddenly yeah. want him to start finishing. <laughs> no, titles. do not call me a fan. I just, <laughs> for some reason, I'm. I just, I need his comics. I don't know why. Because you know, I know it's important for him to never finish a comic series. So. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely rough, but uh, I've I've had a fun journey reading all the what issue ones. <laughs> Well, at least you got to read a lot of Alan Moore comics, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, he had a pretty good run for a bit on yeah. some of that stuff, but he had a lot of failed number ones too. All right, who's got but, another book? Well, I have. Uh, we haven't talked about Image Comics enough on here, so I got a new number one for you, Andrew. Any any guesses? Um, something by Robert Kirkman. No, it's by Kelly Thompson. Um, Something Western related. <laughs> no. Uh, Meredith McLaren is the artist. And then uh, Becca Casey's Carrie is also uh, listed as uh, letters. I don't know. I'm behind on image, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I... I'm not sure if we, we we brought it up as a Substack comic before, but it might have been mentioned. Because that, that's, that's polling on the memory banks, because I remember on pre-comic book day, didn't they, they had a whole slew of uh, stuff that they were promoing? I'm, uh, you're the Substack guy on the team. <laughs> I, Kevin, I know Phil hasn't signed us. up for it, and I... Don't I still like don't know what a substack is. And I don't <laughs> like the sounds of it. It reminds me of chimneys for some reason. Uh, th- there's a there's a skeleton in that chimney. So, okay, anyways, this is a this tell is us the, the name. <laughs> what? Tell us the name of the goddamn comic book. Oh, black cloak. You're right. <laughs> I should have guessed that. Anything with black in the title. Black cloak. Okay, I don't know that one. I didn't see that one. Kevin's a fan. But- I think this is a double-sized issue because this this was super thick. Mm-hmm. So it's only a dollar more, and I would I would guess this is forty-eight pages. So that's has potential then of being a good first issue. I mean, if you can pull it off, like I know everyone, or sometimes you don't want you're like, oh, the first issue is going to be too expensive or whatever. But I mean, for a dollar more, and you're getting a lot of extra pages. I mean, that's well, pretty It's double-sized, right? So, Wait, aren't you supposed to tell us if they pulled it off, Kevin? Not, not be like, maybe? You you let us know. Yeah, you Did should they know pull this. this off? <laughs> I'm building suspense. 
I keep you listening. <laughs> so this is like um I, it's kind of funny that that you mentioned Andrew that like the world has been destroyed or what or this has happened to the world because I feel like I read two things this week where like that type of thing has happened or like there there's been a war in the past or whatever and uh this takes place where there's one city left in the world, as far as we know. Mega City One, maybe, Kevin? Um, m- more Waterworld, I would say. <laughs> I mean, it's one island, I think. I'm not entirely sure. Because it, it's a, like a rocky exterior. Like, it, it's funny, it opens up, and I wouldn't say that it's it's technically like a flow chart or one of those graphs but it sort of gives you like this flat view of like it's drawn in a certain way a certain style I don't know how to really describe it but it sort of gives you this flat like graphical view of like all these cities that are on a cliff or maybe one city and it sort of scales up cliff like water's running down and everything there's vegetation and what have you and then at the top there's like another like maybe technological city type of thing and then they show like all these like dots of light and everything I would say it's pretty clear though it's just I don't know it's like very stylized but also very clean at the same time well, that sounds I good. Think only a, only a few times I feel like that was maybe a detractor because I'm also not sure of the rules of the world. Like there's mermaids and it looks like elves and everything. Like you have a little bit of a sci-fi fantasy thing going on, but there's like a moment where a guy like it looks like wings come out of his back, and then he. And then I'm like looking at the next panel and I'm not 100% sure what was happening. Like where he leaps out the window and I'm like, is he flying out of the window? Is he flying up in the air? Like sometimes you'll get these moments where I have to like look at the panel like many times and I'm like trying to figure out exactly what's going on. But usually since everything is like sort of simplified... Like, I can figure out what's going on, but there's just, like, little moments like that where I'm like, I'm not sure it's 100% clear. Well, that's not ideal. I mean, we've all I mean, been there. So, is I take it it's, like, style over substance. They went for, like, the flashy image and... No, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's flashy. Like, I would, I would say there's less lines, but it's not, like, a Darren Cook style. But it's more along, like, an animated type of thing. But there's, I don't know, it's weird. Because sometimes there's, like, there's like more to it. Or there's, like, a lot of, a lot of detail, like, on gloves. Or certain things in, in, like, or you see a building. Or there's, like, I don't know if people have, like, certain superpowers. Or, like, magic and... and stuff like that is when 
you know, like dropping all these extra details. Like, remember with that, that man eaters when they dropped in those things we found distracting? Oh, yes. It was, uh, it led to me no longer following <laughs> the book. I just felt it was, it really cramped the story flow for. And it's not that I don't like, like, uh, Kevin O'Neill was notorious for, like, martial law was filled with graffiti and stuff, but it fit the same style. It wasn't some, like, weirdly dropped in uh, image type of thing. Like, I feel like things are dropped in here, but it's, like, done better. And sometimes you get a background that's detailed, but it'll be, like, faded in. Like, the colors are sort of, like, faded out sometimes. Like, you get a flashback, and it's entirely, like, in red, blues, and then there's, like, a lot of white and pink. So it's, like, it's very distinct. Like, like this person has been exiled, I guess, from, like... I guess they're, like, maybe, like, the rulers or, like, the um, royalty of what's left of this world, and they're, like, living atop. And then they have there's they have to get permission because there's been a murder and like someone like someone famous has been murdered type of thing like you know they're like oh it's the prince and then like when they go and investigate like the the gates are like done like all fancy like and it's regular color but then once the gates open. It's like you can totally tell like they're returning to a place that has they haven't been in twenty years, and this is like the gates opening on their past. So it's really nicely done in that respect. And like there'll be like if there'll be a carpet or something like you'll see all these and uh, all these designs like on the on the carpet and everything. So it's it's like there's details, but I feel like on the characters and everything, like it's more for expressions and. And stuff like that. Well, the covers for the book look very clean, like yeah, not it scratchy look, yeah. and and all that. So it looks like a clean kind of form forms done out. Because I went and like, pulled up, but because I'm I'm not familiar. It looks like she did a little bit of image stuff too, not a ton. The Meredith McLaren, a Wicked yeah. and Divine issue, and a, a bit of Twisted Romance. Yeah, and it's it's almost like geometric in a way sometimes like it's a lot of shapes so what'd you like about the story or didn't like <laughs> i mean i'm not going to say that it, it entirely blew me away but i'm familiar with kelly thompson's work so i mean i thought i would try it out and it's interesting enough it's a murder mystery and you're like well i wonder what is going on with like these mermaids and this weird world where People seem to have some sort of thing going on. And the black cloak is like a reference to like the investigators. Like I guess they have some sort of um, protection or something or that like that really identifies themselves as as different people in society. Hey. So some people are scared off like you're you're investigating a murder. Uh, up up where you're at, that's why them mounties wear them fancy uniforms so people know. Not to mess I with mean, th- th- that's not a a wrong comparison. Like that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they're very distinctive. So you know, going way out, you're not gonna, you know, slap the beer out of their hand. It's like almost like a PTSD. Like, like they get knocked out. Like it's weird. They 
you're going back to a place you used to live in, and then you make a comment like, oh, uh, maybe I'll get, like, not knocked out, but something will happen to me if someone thinks of the old rules, not how things are nowadays. And sure enough, they they get hit on the head. And then when they they call, like, a healer to, like, help them out, they, they get this huge, like, PTSD total anxious reaction like no I'm not taking the cloak off so like it, the, the cloak seems to have multiple purposes definitely so do you feel like the extra pages helped help sell you on it I think so like that's that's almost a way to defeat the there's not enough story in the first issue like if you were to cut this in half you never really get you, you like, I guess you could stop, but had some kind of murder. Like, I guess when they get hit in the head or something, you could stop there. I mean, and then that would be the end of the issue type of thing. But then you get the real cliffhanger, like, at the end of this issue. Yeah, but think... then you're like, but something happened previous. You're like, oh, I wonder if that will play into the purposely being vague about about what happens. But, I mean, I think it's interesting enough. I'll see where where it goes, and then there's sort of like a little teaser for like another Kelly Thompson series that I've never heard of, that's coming out in 2023. That also could be uh, potentially interesting. Nice, nice. All right. Sounds like for me, I might wait for the trade though on that one. Sounds like maybe it's a little well, confusing. I'll tell you one trade don't not to wait for if it is a trade ever. Oh no. Image the anthology. What? I read up to issue 7 so far. And by issue 5, or no, by issue 6, I just started skipping some of the stories. Oh, that's because Um, it's an anthology. No, because I love anthologies. The problem here is, for one thing, like the 12-parter ones, it's like they're cut off, like they just took a story and cut it. Like it doesn't... Oh... Like, it doesn't feel like, okay, this is the end of this part of the story, you know, kind of thing. Or, like, uh, not necessarily that, but there's nothing to, like, draw you into the next part or... I don't know, like, if they took the 12-part ones, put them all together, and then maybe had three in an issue, did it that way, that would have worked, probably. Yeah. I felt some of the smaller ones had... Like, if they were either done in ones or whatever, like, those... Or I remember the Casanova was like what three short stories well, in the same issue. Some of them enrage me too. Like the one, <laughs> you know, the one uh, it's called Red Stitches and Blood. It's like the few issue, few pages I read every issue. It's like I'm reading the exact same thing, and I think it took to like issue seven for something to actually happen, and it it still sucks. Oh. And then there's the last page one, uh, Billy Dogma. What the fuck's going on there? <laughs> one page every issue, and it, it makes no goddamn sense at all. Did you read the hack slash? Wasn't there a hack slash versus well, the image? Well, here's the thing. Now, the ones I loved are the ones of properties I already knew. Like, yeah. the witch one, Noble Causes one was awesome. The Dutch, the return of that character Dutch. That's right, ones, yeah. That was awesome. The hack slash. So I'm loving that stuff. But... Yeah, this other stuff is just not working for me at all. So yeah, I kind of for... wonder if 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 they 
thought of it as a graphic novel and they're just cutting it up then it's not yeah. made for the format it's being presented in yeah they just don't work for me that way at all like I, I'm just so bored of those 12 part ones but yeah this properties I know already so awesome but uh, it should be all that that's what this image 30th anniversary should be it should be all old stuff they're working with you know kind yeah. of thing or image but, united should have been in there yeah, for sure. And you, maybe in the last issue there is. I don't know. I didn't see what the last <laughs> few issues are yet. But uh, No, I don't. I think they wanted to avoid something. Yeah, but like the Dutch one surprised me. I didn't expect to see a three-part Dutch story. <laughs> so that was kind of neat. And then uh, I also read an Aftershock uh, comic. I've been sitting on this one forever, but the third mini just started a little. Uh, there might be issue two or three out. So I so I started reading the the first two. I've read the first one so far. It's uh, Maniac of New York, and basically it's it's what Jason takes Manhattan should have been. Oh, and uh, so basically it's it's uh, obviously in New York, and they have a Jason character. Even looks a lot like Jason, and but they just have to live with it because they can't stop him. So everyone's always terrified, you know, he could strike at any moment and like like he's killed like one time like 79 people and police officers also, like he's just unstoppable. And so it's about uh, this this woman who was one of the, she, like the first encounter with this character at a, at a camp, just like Jason, you know, she's like one of the survivors. So she joins the mayor's like task force to go after him, and they always fail, obviously. And she joins uh, like a disgraced kind of police officer, kind of goes on her team, and it's just them trying to hunt him down. And this first mini takes place on a train where the mayor kind of like it's an experimental no-driver train. So they have him locked in there, and he's killing all the passengers kind of thing and it's just really really neat and if they're in a the certain part of the city if the train goes under it he just stops so there's something going on there kind of thing Weird. but it's but yeah I had a lot of, I I enjoyed it like I knew I was going to enjoy it because I love slasher stuff right but but also looked like maybe it was going to be a little boring but no it's not at all I, uh, I think anyone who's a slasher fan could really enjoy this I haven't read the second one yet and then I'll get the third one eventually but uh but yeah that's uh an aftershock comic i'm enjoying that's good giving some love to aftershock because mm -hmm. they're in a yeah. little bit of a it's, well it's been a while seat. since i've because i loved aftershock when they started but it's been a while since i've actually read one of their titles so this is the first time uh in a while well i'll do a real quick one then uh, mm -hmm. mix it up a little bit if we're talking image Mm -hmm. I got to get the second trade, but I got the first trade. This is from about four or five years ago. Um, elsewhere. Elsewhere. I recognize that was that the one. J Faber, Samay Keskin, with colorist Ron Riley. Letter. This Thomas is the Ron. Amelia Earhart. This thing? is the Amelia Earhart. The premise oh, being, yes. if That's people, right. what about some famous people from history who disappeared, actually ended up in a different dimension. And time moves a bit differently, so that lets them have Amelia Earhart, the character from American history after her time, who was never found again, a notorious criminal. I don't know if I want to spoil it, but mm -hmm. he also like shows D. D. up. D.D. Cooper? Yes. 
I guess. <laughs> Kevin is Kevin. That was a total um, guess. And it's just fun them in this other, you know, uh, it, Faber's always good at writing kind of interesting, quick premises that drop you right in. And I don't know. I saw if there were two trades worth. Noble, noble cost yeah. guy. Yeah. But I feel like in Copperhead, he, I feel like he can do these shorter series where they kind of get in and get out. The trade has mm-hmm. all kinds of cool uh, concept art and things like that in the back of it. I do need to get volume two, and I will. I did like yeah. it. He sort of, like I said, drops you in quickly. It's pretty simple yet intriguing premise. Well spelled out. Twists and turns. I'm not going to spoil any more, even if Kev, Kevin guesses them. But <laughs> they, uh, like I said, follow in this mystical dimension that's ruled by a tyrant. And she is stuck in the middle of these escaping prisoners and has to decide what to do. And you follow along and, you know, what's the connection between this realm and our realm and how will it get spelled out? But I really liked it. I feel like these mm-hmm. image short story things are fun. And the first trade's like, it's one of those nine ninety nine trades. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll read the second one and realize that yeah. it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> like, they just <laughs> dropped it or something. But so far, I'm... Even if it does kind of end and it was meant to keep going out, I'd still enjoy it, I think. Everything he's done, I think I've enjoyed pretty much. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's something, but uh, I've enjoyed all his stuff from, like, Venture Up. So, yeah, if we're doing image books, just wanted to shout that out. But do we have a round the horn for last entries, boys? Kevin? I have another end of the world, potentially, one, where I'm not quite sure what's happening. Give it to us. I guess that's a mystery. That's supposed to... Well, this is uh, from Boom Studios, and they have a different paper on their covers, or maybe it's just this issue, but it's... I don't know. It feels different. Like, it's not a self-cover, and it's not a super thick cover. It's not a mossy cover, but it just... I don't know. Something about the feeling about it. But anyways, this is Behold Behemoth. I mean, not a long title, but still... A different title, you know, in their tradition of boom titles. They really should have gotten that to Behemoth Comics, right, Kevin? I mean, it's <laughs> totally. got the wrong publisher, you know? And this is by uh, Tate uh, Bumble and Nick uh, Robles. I, I'm not quite sure. Like, I guess I would read another one potentially like there's a weird mystery of like these two brothers were like always like keeping um like one of them is keeping the other safe and then after one of them dies he's like oh i don't i don't feel so safe anymore and you're like is he having like weird paranoid episodes like anxiety as he's flashing back to events, because then you get these weird sequences where, like, everything turns red, and you see, like, these weird creatures, and, like, a guy in, uh, with, like, maybe a scythe and, and like, a, a cloak and everything. It, like, happens, like, repeatedly where he, he just starts losing. Like, someone will drop, like, uh, dishes, and I'll be, like, like the dishes will be red and they'll be like almost like eyes like staring through 
And you're like, what is exactly happening here? Like, I see you have, having trouble, like, coping with everything? Or is it possibly, like, a child has somehow, like, unleashed something in him and then he goes around, like, murdering people or something? <laughs> it's not exactly clear, but I guess that's 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 what's supposed to keep you intrigued, I guess? Because he feels like he's losing time, too. Like, he'll do something... And then someone will say, "Hey, well, you need to you need to relax and and you know take it easy and everything after after the, someone's death and everything." But then it seems like he goes back to work. But then he he ends up in the bathtub and he's like, "What happened?" And I'm like, "I don't know what did happen." Well, did it keep you intrigued? I mean, it did, it did. But I mean, I guess I should be happy by the end. It seemed like it wasn't. Like, oh, and it's Satan or something. I mean, I guess it could be. But, like, they sort of have this this moment where it says, like, before the fall. And then the end of the issue, it's, like, after the fall. And they're like, and now we got to go save the world. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess it could be Satan. He's going to save. Like, I, <laughs> it seems like it's not to me, but who can really say, right? Well, I mean, God, I guess. I mean, it could be. <laughs> if we're talking Satan, I mean, isn't that his uh, main enemy? Or maybe man is the enemy. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure, because it seems like the like the world's... People think the world's going to end, or at least he thinks his perception on the things are like the world's ending. But maybe that's just because his safe place has been taken away I mean a lot of I mean it's 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 pretty it's pretty bright in spots too it has this kind of I don't know if you would say it's I don't know it's like some kind of murky like mist or something is like sprayed across the pages with like different colors and different moments like definitely when you get the the title sequence and then you get where that the big creature is like potentially the behemoth, I guess. I mean, it looks nice and everything, and the storytelling is fine. Well, there you go. Those are two pluses. Yeah. So, I mean, very professional and everything. I'm just not quite sure about the story. It, it almost reminds me of the massive in the way, like that was supposed to be about like environmental disaster and all that, and then. At some moment, you're like, is there something more supernatural or weird happening here? Like, that's almost what you get that sense happening here, too, in the in the before. And then I guess the world ends? So I don't know quite where we go from here. I guess I would have to pick up another issue. That's the point, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say, where we go from here, issue two. Or but never it's, even I don't, I don't know. Like, I... Like, I don't want to think of something ridiculous. If there was a dinosaur, then I would totally pick up issue two. But, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's not exactly, like, I guess it's, it's, it, if Boom has a line, they have a, like, a horror line, it seems, of, like, you know, stuff like something is killing the children and a bunch of, like, they have a bunch of books that are of a certain type, right? And I feel like this fits right into that type of thing. So I'm like, it's not 100%, like, in my wheelhouse. So that's why I said if there was a dinosaur, then it would be like, I would be there probably because I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, that would be more into into weird things that I'm into. 
So are you reading those like something's killing the children and the spinoffs and all that or not? <laughs> Funny thing, I had two volumes of something is killing the children. And then I happened to find a bunch of boom books really cheap. And I I don't think that happens all the time. So I picked up two more. Something is killing the children. And what was the King Arthur series by by Gil and, and Mora? And oh, Once in Future that. King, I think. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, something like that. So I picked up a bunch of boom things like that and this was more like an issue i got on a lark because i was just like oh i should try out some more boom stuff right like sort of like the um beguiling mad dash where i'm just like that looks cool that looks cool like this was sort of like one of those where i'm just like maybe i'll just try that out well certainly seems like they've uh, out of the comfort zone seem like they've come a long way from lumberjanes that's for sure i think so but they still have some books like that because for a while I felt it was a lot of that like Adventure Time and those kind of licensed cartoony books type of thing. Yeah, I feel like they they make their own type of books like that nowadays rather than having something like that. Yes, I certainly felt Lumberjanes had that the spirit and feeling of those. Yeah, types of uh, modern cartoon shows. But they certainly have their, like, buzz books now. So, I mean, it's it seems like like that's a great path to be on. Yeah. Hey, buzz is good. All right, boys, I think we're going to put a pin in this bad boy. But I wanted to thank everyone for tuning in. Stay indie, true to your roots. Kevin, what do we say this year? Uh, noise out. Justice for Rabbit. Thanks, everybody. Come gather around me, space travelers surround me, heart now to the ballad of Ronnie Robin I may well confound you, astound you, spellbound you with heroes and villains, the bad and the good. Watch now as our rockets race here from afar, for now with our Robin we live on a star. Yeah.